Welcome to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Sunday afternoon to you. I'm Jason Kong, and this show is all about why healthy teeth are essential for great overall health. And to explain why that is, we bring in the experts. And from Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, Family Dentistry, we've got Dr. Charles Ashley Mann here. How are you, sir? Oh, it's good to be back. Sure is nice and warm out, isn't it? It is, man. For, this is this is great. From North Carolina in February, who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the uh, the trees and the lawn, they all kind of oh, yeah. woke up a little bit early this year. That means we have to cut our grass more often. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Dr. Mann, uh, you know, we uh, want to mention to everyone that you've got state-of-the-art facilities in Cary and Garner, and we've uh, been at this for just about a month now, and uh, it's it's been a lot of fun, and uh, I've been enjoying coming in on these Sunday afternoons and talking with you, and we've gone through a lot of topics so far, but today we're going to be talking all about dental implants, and uh, let's, I guess, just start with what is a dental implant? That's a good question, a very popular question, because you're seeing a lot of uh, commercials on TV like Clear Choice and things like that. Basically, what a dental implant is, is it, it, it replaces a tooth. Mm-hmm. Um, and more importantly, there's two parts to a tooth. You have the root of the tooth, which sits down below the bone, which supports the crown, which you chew on. Okay, So a dental implant um, replaces the root of the tooth. So it basically is placed down in the bone, um, and it's a titanium structure. Um, there are some that are made of zirconia, which is a metal white alloy, um, and it's placed into your bone. And the good thing about your bone is your bone grows into the titanium, and it um, basically fixes it in place. Okay, um, it's, it's an interesting story how that was discovered. Um, titanium implants is there was a neurologist who um, was studying uh, the brains of monkeys, and every time he had to go in to study the brain, he had to cut a little. Um, plate uh, to get in to see the area that he was looking at. We came up with this genius idea. Hey, I'm going to put screws so that I can just unscrew it because the cutting was taking so long. Mm-hmm. So he put titanium screws because they're inert, meaning you know they, there's no reaction. Um, they, they don't hold bacteria, things like that. Well, he went back in about two months later to unscrew them, and he found that the bone had grown around the titanium. Wow. And he, being a neurologist, discovered what now we as dentists use, orthopedic surgeons, and, and many people use in, um, in the medical field. So, But dental implants, basically, that's what it is. It's a titanium uh, root that goes down into your bone, and your bone grows into it. And that gives us a root and a foundation for us to actually put a crown into so that you can chew again. So this was basically discovered by a, basically an accident, I guess? Well, just like penicillin, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. a lot of things are, are discovered by accident. But yes, and, and the neurologist had the, the, the um, I guess, the education and the whereabouts to say, hey, what's going on here? And he discovered it further and realized that the bone had actually grown in to um, and attached to the titanium. Of course, our screws are now implants. Um, a lot of people think, oh, dental implants, you know, it's a screw. It's not a screw. It's, it's, it's much more advanced than that. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people think of implants and they think of a knee implant right. or a hip implant, but it's not. Um, it's a very easy and simple method in replacing a tooth um, root. And that's basically what a dental implant is. 
That's fascinating because that was going to be one of my questions was, you know, did they try other things before they tried titanium? But if it was a, a happy accident, then I guess that kind of answers that question. Yes. And they have. An, an, and actually, they've come a long way. Um, the advancements that we've made over the past 20 years, like when I was in dental school, we weren't even trained how to, to place uh, dental implants. Most dental implants that were placed were placed by oil surgeons. And most of them were done for people who, who you know, couldn't keep their dentures in and or they lost so much bone that they needed um, implants to help that with that. So and they were called bladed implants. So it was a very um, painful and, and long procedure. We've made so many advances over the last 20 years that it's a simple you know, 45 minute to one hour procedure in the office and with little or no pain. That's incredible. And just calling something bladed implants sounds, just, <laughs> that just sounds scary. Yeah, it does. And it, and it was, yeah, I, I <laughs> it was bet. very barbaric, like most things that first come, that first come out. But, um, you know, it's amazing, you know, they, they, they did their job and, but they were done on very few people because they were expensive and it was, um, a lot of time to heal from them. But now healing is, is next, next to none. That's so. great. Well, how are these, how are dental implants used in dentistry then? Well, that's a good question, um, too, because now that we know what a dental implant is, what do we do? Well, dental implants um, are basically to replace missing teeth, okay? So if a person has a tooth that needs to be extracted and they need another um, tooth there, there used to be only two alternatives, a denture or a partial denture or what we call a bridge or a fixed partial denture or bridge. Um, both of them are, are not as um, comfortable or reliable as a dental implant. So we can place a dental implant right into the spot where the, the tooth had to be extracted. And of course, we can screw the crown right into that root form implant and recreate the tooth. Wow. And that's yeah. uh, how long does that procedure take? Um, usually, you know, once we place the implant, it only takes about 45 minutes to an hour to place it. Wow. Sometimes we can place a tooth the same day depending on the stability of the bone. Um, sometimes we have to wait, you know, a month to two months. It just all depends on the uh, individual. But um, the good news is um, with, with dental implants, unlike with other um, forms of dentistry like um, bridges and partial dentures, you can floss between it like a natural tooth. You will never get decay because they can't decay. You have a hard time breaking titanium. I've never seen one broken, but I'm sure someone has, has certainly done it. Um, but uh, um, it's a very, very common procedure now, an easy procedure, and it has the highest success rate in dentistry of any procedure that we do. Any. That, that's fascinating. So it, it, it is It is um, one of the first things and the first choices I've give, give someone when they're missing a tooth and or they're going to lose a tooth. That's the first choice that I give them. Excellent. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF, and we're talking all about dental implants today. And this show airs every Sunday at 4:30. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you'll do it again in the future. Uh, we'll continue our conversation on dental implants in just a bit. If you want to follow up with Dr. Mann, you can do that by calling 919-462-9338. That's 919-462. 9338. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. 
Welcome back to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Thank you so much for joining us. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann from Charles Ashley Mann Family Dentistry. He's got great facilities in Cary and Garner. And if you want more information about them, you can give him a call at 919 462 9338. That's 919 462 9338. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. We're talking all about dental implants and uh, Dr. Mann, you. Uh, before the break, we were talking about how they can be used to uh, replace a tooth or missing tooth. What else can dental implants be used for? Well, you know, that's a question that we get a lot. Um, and one of the, the best ways that I've used dental implants, one of my favorite ways, is to stabilize dentures. You know, a lot of denture wearers um, are not comfortable chewing foods. They're not comfortable laughing out loud because they're worried about their dentures falling out. Um, they have... They're loose and, they, and they're causing sore spots because um, they don't have enough bone left to hold them in. Um, one of the best ways is to anchor those dentures by using implants. And basically it works the same way as before. We use those implants as root forms in the bone, and then we actually um, screw what we call an abutment down into the implant roots. And then we um, – and basically that's the male attachment. And then we pick up a female attachment into the existing denture that snaps right onto the male and, and and really snaps it into place so that you can chew whatever you want if you have um, uh, dentures. Um, you don't have to worry about them falling out. You don't have to worry about sore spots. Um, and you can use the same existing denture that you've had if you want to, um, and that's the beauty of, of them. Um, I, always, I always like to uh, say that uh, people who don't want dentures anymore can also do a full-mouth uh, restoration by using um, implants. You know, we can place four on the top and four on the bottom. We call four on four, mm-hmm. and you can actually get a, uh, a, a something that doesn't come in and out of your mouth. If that's a problem with uh, with people who wear dentures and they don't want them anymore, um, and it restores it. Some people have probably seen it um, on some commercials and things like that. But um, there's several popular names f- for for different brands of, of restorations, but it basically is a full mouth uh, rehabilitation using implants for people who don't have teeth. Um, so there's there's a uh, three major ways that we use implants. Now, how often is it that uh, that dentures become loose? Is that is that a frequent occurrence, and what causes that? What causes dentures to become loose is um, whenever you get your teeth out of and they're pulled, you start losing bone. Your body says, hey, I'm not going to spend any more energy laying down bone because I don't need it to hold the teeth in anymore. So you get stages of bone loss. And what holds dentures in in place is your ridge. You don't have teeth, so you have to have something to hold those. Well, your ridge slowly resorbs and bone loss slowly occurs until you have nothing to hold the dentures in. The bottom denture um, is the worst because you also have your tongue and you also have a smaller ridge. Okay. The upper denture, it goes far back on your palate, and you have more um, space to work with and usually can create a vacuum. But the lower denture, a lot of people struggle with. We have a lot of patients that just put two implants on the lower denture, and they don't do anything on the top um, to stabilize their dentures. But uh, bone loss is the main reason why dentures become loose. But the good news is once you place those implants, bone loss stops because now you are stimulating the bone marrow Every time you bite down on those dentures, and it and it keeps the bone from deteriorating. Oh man! So there's a lot of science behind this, and, and a lot how of it science. Works. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, fascinating. So now we've, we've covered replacing a tooth and stabilizing dentures. Are those the, the two primary functions? Of right, and, and full mouth re- restoration. Yep. Mm-hmm. Forgot that one. Okay. Yep. Very good. Now, are there uh, different types of implants? And, you know, what, what, are, what, what would those be used for? Well, that's a good question. As you said earlier, um, uh, you know, as we talked about earlier, you have to have enough bone, whether you're getting a single implant or whether you're getting um, uh, denture stabilized. Um, you have to have enough bone. Um, there are different widths to implants, and there's different lengths. And it all determines, um, is all determined which one that we use by the amount of bone that you have. Okay, and there is a, a point where if you don't have enough bone, you can't get an implant. Okay, and that's why I encourage people, whenever you get a tooth pulled, unless it's a wisdom tooth, you should always think about doing something called a socket preservation. And basically what that is is a bone graft that we put into the socket so that that bone is preserved in case the patient wants a future implant. The other thing I encourage patients that are thinking about dentures or who have dentures to seek out getting dental implants before your dentures start becoming loose, okay? Because once your dentures become loose, um, that means the bone is slowly resorbed and or resorbed a lot, and you, you, you take the risk of not having enough bone. Now, if you don't have enough bone, then you have to get really more expensive bone grafts. So I always tell people, go ahead and, and take the, take the and inquire about implants if you're interested in it. Um, because um, that is the main reason why we have so many different sizes, different widths. And there are a, diff- a lot of different brands out um, of, of implants. But generally, most of them work the same way. They work with um, the titanium and or the zirconia. And some of them have different um, shapes and different forms. But basically, the bone grows into them, and that's what stabilizes them in the mouth. Gotcha. Now, uh, is this so? This is basically something where you know acting early might actually save you in the long run and a lot of heartache probably if by acting yes. sooner rather than later. Absolutely, especially on the upper posterior um, or the upper back teeth. If you're lo- losing one of those teeth or if you've lost one of those teeth, your sinus comes into play, and so you have to have enough bone there, and your sinus dips down, and so that area is already a very soft area in your mouth as far as bones concerned so that area is the toughest area to place implants and to have enough bone so i always encourage people if you're getting an upper back tooth pulled um definitely want to do a bone graft and you want to try to get an implant in there as soon as you can if that's the direction that that you want to go um i always told people the upper bone is kind of in your mouth is kind of like pine it's soft your lower bone lower bone or your mandibular bone is like oak it's okay. very hard yeah so um, you have to have a little more bone on the top than you do the bottom to keep them stabilized. That makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You can follow up with Dr. Mann on uh, dental implants if you're interested by calling 919-462-9338. That's 919-462-9338. And a reminder that you can find a copy of today's show on WPTF.com. Head over to the host section and find Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. And you can find this show and the uh, number of other shows that we've done in the past if you want to get caught up or uh, learn about some other fascinating things like uh, sleep apnea and crowns. We, we covered them all. Dr. Mann gave us his expertise, and you can partake in that if you'd like. A quick break and back. You're listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. 
Welcome back to Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. He's spent over uh, 17 years here in the Triangle as head of Charles Ashley Mann Family Dentistry uh, with facilities in both Cary and Garner. You can get a hold of him by calling 919-462-9338. And Dr. Mann, we've spent uh, this program here talking about dental implants and We've got a little more time to go here, so we'll talk about that a little bit more. And uh, I've got some notes here, and uh, one of these is uh, contraindications in certain patients. Now, I I fumbled over this during the break, but what is a (laughs) contraindication? Let's start there. That's a good – contraindications is basically a term used for people that may have a hard time with implants, Uh, someone that you would be reluctant to place an implant into – and some of the things that are contraindications, um, and I always like to, to talk whenever we do um, any surgery f- with people that have been on um, bone density drugs. You see a lot of um, uh, women who, who take it for osteoporosis. Um, that can be a contraindication. We have to watch them very closely. doesn't mean that we can't place them, but we do have to watch them very closely because um, that drug uh, tends to um, keep the bone from forming as easily into the implant because um, it blocks certain um, th- uh, cells that make up the bone and that take away bone. Um, so um, osteoporosis drugs is definitely um, something that is an alert for us, but not a contraindication. Gotcha. Okay. Um, the other the other one is diabetes. You know, someone who who has uncontrolled diabetes has a hard time controlling diabetes. Um, the failure rate for implants is higher by by far than the 97% success rate that we see with uh, implants in in the healthy person. Um, Of course, there's type 1 and type 2 diabetes. Um, I think it all comes down to controlling the blood sugar and whether the person can be successful with implants. Now, have I placed implants in people with diabetes? Yes, but they have to have their blood sugar under control, so that is an, uh, an alert. And diabetes is is not necessarily a contraindication. Gotcha. Okay. Um, <clears throat> there's no one who's allergic um, to uh, titanium. That's good. So uh, as far as allergies are concerned, there's certain people that say, oh, I have a metal, metal allergy, so I can't you know, necessarily have dental implants. Well, there's no one that's allergic. Very, very, very minimal. Um, I would say less than 0.1% of the population um, could even be allergic to titanium. Um, so, um, that could be a contraindication, but there's very few people just because you're allergic to metal more than likely you're not allergic to titanium. It's kind of like cheap silver versus the real thing, right. um, breaking out in, with earrings and things like that. So, um, the other, the other contraindication that we are, it is a flag and, um, depending on the individual and how much, um, they smoke is, is cigarette smoking, um, and the reason why that's a contraindication is because when you smoke cigarettes, um, in your mouth, you have capillaries that feed all of the tissue, including the bone, around the actual implants and the surface of the implants. Those actually retract when you smoke. And so we see more infection because those capillaries get the um, your immune system cells to the site where we place those implants. So if you don't have the capillaries and they retract, we see a higher rate of rejection and we think it could be from the fact that that capillary action is not there um, fighting off the infection while the bone is healing off 
uh, or actually while, while it's growing into the implant. So those are probably the, the major um, uh, alerts with um, the contraindication being a heavy smoker. If, if someone's a really heavy smoker, I, I advise against placing implants. It's amazing how much uh, smoking impacts the body and the just – there are so many ramifications that you wouldn't necessarily yes. think with it, and uh, dental implants is, is one of them that you I would You would think expect. dentistry would be oil cancer. Right. But um, periodontal disease, uh, increased smokers are increased ten, 10 times more with, with periodontal disease, uh, failure of implants, um, healing up from you know um, surgeries and things in the mouth. So it, it all stems back, I think, to that capillary withdrawal that we see. Gotcha. Contraindications. That's uh, my new phrase that I've learned today. I'm very, very proud of myself. You're going to use Dr. that contraindicated. I, I am. I'm going to, I'm going to surprise my wife with that at some point. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Uh, but she says that all the time. So no big deal. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about a little bit of the pocketbook here. Uh, are dental implants covered by insurance? Well, yes, they are. Um, and dental insurance, dental implants can be expensive up front. I always tell people when people ask me, you know, which is cheaper, a bridge or an implant? And I said. Short term or long term? Okay, That's a good question. Short term dental implant is a little more expensive by about fifteen to twenty percent more than a bridge. Um, however, long term, the bridge is more expensive because more than likely you're going to have to replace that bridge in your life. Once you get an implant with a ninety-seven percent success rate, you're very unlikely to have to replace it. Um, so I always say long term dental implant is way less expensive. Yeah. Um, Insurance um, comes in two forms. We've got medical and dental. Um, when someone loses a tooth or has lost a tooth and or their indentures, um, they, ha- they get something called atrophy, which is what we discussed earlier, bone loss. The medical term is atrophy. So we want to try to prevent atrophy. And the way we do that is we place implants, which we call bone stabilizers, because they stabilize the bone and keep the bone from going away. So because of that, we file all of our implant placements to the patient's medical insurance, okay? Gotcha. Because um, it is a medical procedure when we're keeping that atrophy from occurring, okay? Once that has stabilized, then the actual crown part above the gum line that the the patient chews on or the denture or whatever um, the parts that we do for the denture, um, that is filed to a person's dental insurance if they have it. So there's two two separate forms there. Um, but um, we've had great luck um, with, with, with both medical and dental. Um, there's not a, too many dental insurance companies that will actually pay for the placement of the implant because they consider it a medical procedure um, because it's going down into the bone. Um, so um, we also um, uh, place dental implants from trauma. We see a lot of people that come in that knock their teeth out and uh, they can't be saved. And uh, a lot of times, medical will actually cover for the placement of the implant and for the crown if it's if it's trauma and or from an accident. So, um, although it is expensive, um, uh, we, we are starting to see more and more coverage with with insurance companies. That's good to know. That's very important to know for folks who may be in need of a dental implant to know how that impacts their insurance, because I'm sure that's a, a popular question that you get with this. Absolutely, and if a person, um, like we stated earlier, if a person doesn't have enough bone to get a dental implant, um, they can, they can get bone grafts. Okay. And that can be filed to medical as well, um, to be able to get enough bone to place a bone stabilizer, um, if they're missing bones. So, um, there, there is, uh, uh, 
we're starting to see medical companies and dental companies realize the value of having teeth and a full set of teeth and being able to chew healthy foods comfortably. Um, people with dentures who can't chew comfortably tend to start eating things that aren't healthy for them because yeah. it's a comfortable thing for them. So um, we're seeing medical and dental starting to realize that, hey, we can keep the body healthy. We can keep the other teeth healthy by covering some of the uh, dental implant procedures. If you think you may have a need for dental implants, you can follow up with Dr. Mann at one of his two office locations. You can visit the Cary office at 315 East Chatham Street in Cary or the Garner office off of Highway 70. New patients are always welcome, and you can call for an appointment at 919-462-9338. That's 919-462-9338. And folks can also visit you online, right, Dr. Mann? Absolutely. They can go to Smile Man. That's S-M-I-L-E-M-A-N-N.com, and they can make an appointment online, or they can they can call us directly. Excellent, excellent. That wraps up Teeth Talk for this week. Dr. Mann will be back next week, and what's, uh, what's on tap for next week? Next week, we're going to be talking about adult orthodontics, and don't forget that your day will go the way the corners of your mouth turn, so smile. God loves you. Join us next Sunday at 4.30 for Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. want to also uh, welcome folks that you can leave us a voicemail. If you have a question for Dr. Mann and you want us to answer it on the show, you can do that by calling 919-588-3051. That's 919-588-3051. And you can leave us a message and we'll answer your question here on the show. And hey, if you do it this week... We'll answer your question next week. Give us a call. And thank you so much for listening to Teeth Talk. I'm Jason Kong for Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. This is Teeth Talk on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great day, everyone.